0: I,
1: I, I, I came from fresh yeah. air, red smoke from the south, from like down. that, yeah, came, came from, down. from down, down, and wear that crown,
2: and I gon' change, nigga, <laughs> from, 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 from
3: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Super Empty Show, the Essential Hip Hop Podcast of the Carolinas, or at least that's what I like to call it. I am your humble and this week's somewhat disillusioned host, Ryan Coca. I'm here with the RPN team, Justin Laidlaw, Alex Giannis, and Holland Gallagher. We are in the Runaway Store in Durham, North Carolina. Um, for those who don't know, this show is attached to a website that you should go to. If you want to like if you like this show about hip hop in the Carolinas, you'll probably like our our site. It's got writing, cool illustrations. No listicles, if you like listicles, sorry. We don't have that. Um, But we're always expanding what we're doing. This is like a part-time project for everybody, so we're always trying to get more content up on the site. Um, And we have a newsletter, too, so I will put that link in the description when we upload this so you can find that. But it's a special time in the Carolinas, in North Carolina particularly. Um, We say it all the time on the show, but really this has been a banner year so far, a crazy four months. We had just a quick review. We had... Fonte's album, first solo album in seven years. We had Cooley High, first album in five years. We had Rhapsody, Netflix special. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then we just had the J. Cole album, gonna go platinum, I'm sure. Uh, And then this week announced that they're doing a Dreamville Fest in Dorothea Dix Park in Raleigh in September. September 15th. Further packing the schedule, yeah, September 15th. So that's a crazy, crazy whole year we've had and it's gonna get better. So we'll talk about that. We also have Nance here, Raleigh rapper. We're gonna be interviewing him. Uh, we had some good questions, he had some good answers. So you'll hear that as well. And uh, the reason that I'm very sad and disillusioned is because I was on Twitter this week and I saw everything that happened with Kanye West. So these have been some of the darkest days of my life on the internet, for real. Um, So we're gonna come together and commiserate and talk about that. And uh, we might have to pour one out for Kanye right here on the runaway table, I don't know. Sorry, Gabe. But yeah, that's the show. So we're full of dragon energy. We're moving out of love and not fear and uh, dude john legend don't don't try to manipulate our free thought man this is <laughs> this is episode 16 of the super empty show so if you're not aware of what happened this week first of all i envy you Because and you're like Justin, who doesn't really know what happened. But uh, yeah, I mean, what started as basically a Kanye West stream of consciousness, uh, typical, quote unquote, Kanye rant circa 2016 um, became uh, a MAGA parade kind of became a little bit of an endorsement of Donald Trump uh, tweeting flame emojis and a a MAGA hat signed. And I just saw I saw things I never wanted to see this week. I saw Chance the Rapper shouted out by Donald Trump Jr. I saw... I saw Kanye West shouted out by Donald Trump himself on Twitter.
2: It was a rough week, to say the least. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, what else happened for Kanye in 2016? I think he released an album about then. It seems to be when these tweet storms happen. So when he's trying to get some, honestly, any kind of publication, like PR, uh, for himself. Man, everything's calculated. It's God's plan. I do, but he also
4: didn't have to go this no, direction. No, he could have gone <laughs> the total opposite direction, and everyone has still been super excited about his music. Kanye doesn't need crazy Twitter rants in the way that our president does to get people to like him.
2: In terms of uh, you know Twitter rants and entertainment value, the Pot "Life of Pablo" ones were probably the first 10 to 15 seconds of "Father Stretch My Hands." Uh, this has now transitioned from 16 till the end. This is- this is now the bleached
3: asshole line yeah, exactly. in tweet
2: form.
0: Yeah. We're living through it
3: now. I mean, it, it to me was like the, uh, and also we have Nance here, by the way, who we're going to talk to in depth in the interview. So he's going to be able to have his thoughts. Whenever he has them, he can grab a mic. But, But this to me was like totally summed up in a lot of ways what people would say about the, like microaggression, like triggered generation, snowflake generation, like people, because we're sitting here like I was so traumatized this week. Like I really felt bad. And, it, and I mean, honestly, it wasn't just me like I'd go on Twitter. and People are just depressed. And like I was reading articles about people being like, this is an exhausting week. Like, just like, what the hell is going on? You have like every celebrity that, you know, online, like making a statement for or against or something in the middle. And then the next day they had an apology about it. It was a complete like dumpster fire. Got the whole you way through a question, though,
5: what's that? Did you listen to the new song with T.I.? No. Is that?
2: Yeah. That in- now, T.I. dragged the fuck out of him on that. Song. So, yeah, it was um, incredible. Yeah. I'm like this dude got somebody on his track to just slam him to the ground with arguments. It was pretty great. Like, T.I. came off really, really yeah. cogent with every single point. Oh, he yeah, made. For sure. And Kanye was much more cogent in this song than anything he said on Twitter. But it was fucking hilarious to hear him go from like a Kanye verse trying to explain like his mentality to T.I. being like, you stupid motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. Do and you then, not know the power then, you have. And then at the
5: end it's just like T I like kinda disses him like slays him yeah. about what he's saying and then he's just like, All right, Kanye comes in and is like, All right, let's just let the people talk. Yeah. And the song stops. It literally just that. stops right there. But that is I think that's cool, but also yeah, he did kinda like drag yeah. in that song. Yeah. Um but I, what, one thing is cool to me about the music aspect of it is the um, I, I try to find like something I like in everything, like Um, To an extent, obviously, if it's something like Donald Trump, we're not really going to go there. And I'm not really looking into something I like. But what I do appreciate is that the music lines up with the tweets, like what he's saying. Um, You don't mean the
3: Scoopity Poop song.
5: Exactly. Not that song. But like if you look at his old rants and then he comes in on and like uh, before Life of Pablo or whatever. Yeah, he's going on these rants and then he's talking about bleached assholes and it, it didn't go with the rants, you know. So the fact that like he's ranting about this. Well, the stuff then, around
3: Yeezus, like so the first promo run where he did this was Yeezus. Yeah, it was like the first time he was going on. That's the houseway moment moment you're saying Linus hadn't seen. Oh, yeah, 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 that was like, I think right around or after Yeezus. And so he was going on these shows. And I think I want to say that was the first time he was in this whole like industrialist phase of like, yeah. I mean, he might have said I'm Steve Jobs before that. But this was really when he was like, <laughs> I am taking over all industries. And then he had an album that was really like loud and like, fuck it and fuck you and everything. And so that lined up. But then I agree with you on on Life of Pablo, the comments around the press run
4: didn't really line up with the music. How much of this, when we talk about celebrities and people in entertainment and their politics, why is it, what what is it about Kanye West that you think makes people so irritable Mm -hmm. about his, like, so like you said, I didn't give a shit. I didn't get on Twitter. Like, I vehemently tried to avoid this whole fiasco uh, because I really don't. I like Kanye West for his music. I don't really like him for his shoes or his like, you know, uh, E Channel cameos on Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Like, I don't. I don't even know if that happens. I don't give a shit about anything other than his music. And so, but what, but clearly, I'm maybe an outlier here. What is it about Kanye that people care so much about? Because every artist has. Politics that like we clearly know for the most part where people stand. So what is it about Kanye West that you think makes people so I mean, I
3: so because when this happened, it was like, holy shit, is he the most influential person like in creation like in creating artwork because I I, You know in creation all of God's creations uh, But you know I was thinking about like other people like Beyonce or Drake or like These the most famous people on earth and like what would happen if one of them who you don't expect to support Donald Trump said that And I think obviously if Beyonce came out tweeting like signed MAGA hats and stuff, like it would also be a big story. But the thing, there's a thing attached to Kanye about like his genius that's been cultivated over time with like undeniably genius music and then like debatably genius other things. And then now it's like there's a following with anything he does that it's coming from this really like uh, calculated place, really complex. And like I struggle with a lot of that, especially over the last few years, like even with this thing, we were seeing people just jump through a lot of hoops, like, over, bending over backwards to be like, this tweet from yesterday applies to this tweet from 2009, which applies to this 2015 radio interview. Like, there's this whole, like, Kanye cinematic universe that's been, like, lined up over, like, a decade that it all the shit connects. It's like, I don't know about that. But that's why people think it's a big deal. That's why it's a big story, because people think it's, like, this grand plan, whereas, like, if Beyonce did it, it would be, like, a story for a week, but this is going to be a story for like the next few weeks. Um, I think uh, it goes back to
5: like when he was on MTV and he said the whole thing about it was Katrina. Yeah. yeah. So he um he was outspoken then. He was always outspoken at like the Grammys, like he got on stage um, and then like the VMAs. So for me, it's like he's built up this whole thing where it's like, oh, he's going to speak his mind. So now that he is people watch like they pay attention they want to know like where's this gonna go we all know an album's coming so we're like where's this gonna go what's the album gonna be about yeah but
2: then also the fact that he's spoken up like that you know part of me uh i don't know when i saw it i kind of just thought it was part of just like a press run get his name back in the in the press again he's got the albums coming out all this shit. and part of me is like i think he lies somewhere in between how crazy he was going off on Twitter, and then somewhere in between his his lines on that song with T.I. Like, his mind, I feel like is somewhere in between there, but the shit on Twitter gets all the buzz, and then he can drop a song where he's like, oh, wait, guys, listen to what I'm actually saying. Yeah, and I I don't know. I mean, clearly it's effective, because nobody hasn't talked about Kanye. Even if they've stayed out of the conversation, they're still kind of talking about it, wondering... Why he has this effect and i think it is because again you know he has been outspoken about this shit he speaks his mind and so for me personally it's less of a i'm disappointed in him and more of a i'm just kind of confused i was confused at first when he's emblematic of the phenomenon that a lot of people
4: were going through this election not to get too political but the like get political obama voters that then voted for trump i feel like this people expected kanye west to be a certain way because he did ride for Obama. He, you know, he did all the stuff with, with Jay-Z when they were doing uh, they were the, the first when they were friends. Yeah, um, So I, I think there's some of that at play where people are just... The, the idea of someone riding for a guy like Obama and then supporting Donald Trump seems
0: insane. It seems did, crazy. Or, uh, and so he seemed I liberal, I, I, I guess. To me, that's what was interesting about this whole thing. Because if you've watched an extended interview with Kanye it's like he's the most like Trump of any person Mm. that I've seen. And so when people, like, it's not surprising at all. Not in his politics, but just in his nature as a human being. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's just like Trump in in the way that when he gets a platform, he just talks himself to death. You know, he talks himself into circles. And that's why... I don't think, yeah, like when Ryan was talking about this, th- there's this cinematic universe of people trying to draw these threads because he's perceived right. as a genius. I don't think I buy into any of that because if you've watched him talk about any given thing, like 10 minutes into talking about it, he's, one, like still talking about it, and two, <laughs> like at some point he's contradicted himself And the thing is like my perception. Of and it's very I rooted kind of in to his talk. enormous ego, which yeah. is also true for yeah, so that's, Donald Trump. That's why it wasn't that crazy. I thought. Yeah, and also
3: I, I had... Uh, I mean, I just saw people being like, why is your why is his politics bother you now? And to me, like Alex and Nance's previous comments, he's always been political. So that's why it's an issue this week. There were people being like, oh, you don't like it now because he's being political. It's like, what the fuck? I liked him because he was political. I sent someone back the lyrics from all falls down. I was like, are you oh, kidding God. me? Yeah. This is from this is from 14 years ago. This is what this guy was about. So, yeah, definitely people jumping through hoops for sure yeah. all week.
4: Still going to listen to the album.
3: That's the thing, like, yeah, it's well, who
2: had, like, this is it. people have listened to his songs that just came out like.
3: But like you said from yeah. the start, you would have listened anyway. Yeah, that's the thing. So I think there's a lot of credit being no, given to this.
2: That,
3: there's a lot of credit no, being no, given no. to this like, oh, so now you're going to listen. Like I like we all would have listened anyways. But you know, wait, maybe now, like some guys from MAGA will listen, I guess maybe. Yeah, maybe some country that. That Chubbs has a question. Just Chubbs is going to enter the conversation. Do the Twitter rants
6: not get y'all more hyped up for a Kanye album? Because now that y'all said that, when he was going all crazy on, you know what I'm saying, 2013 with Yeezus, that kind of got me hyped. And then the last album, remember, like he was, everybody was coming to the studio. He had everybody signing the book. I was like, oh, this shit's about to be fire. So with this one, I'm like, oh, yeah.
5: Yo, Chubbs, I got to ask you a question. How much Donald Trump. And Kanye, how much are they paying you to promote right now? <laughs> I, I, there's this no endorsement from nobody. <laughs>
3: they were like, go to the
5: super empty show in North Carolina. Nah, but we no, need those 400 listeners. No, for real, though, I do agree. It's like you start seeing the tweets and you're like, all right, cool. Because he was. some of the tweets are kind of cool. Except for like the energy. hat, the signed hat I mean, and all that stuff. Yeah, he's got him buried yeah. in
2: there. Some, some shit in there is like... Yeah. There's stuff, there's like tweets buried in his like you know autographed hat shit that is like oh wow this album might be you know might go crazy and then it goes back to you know some weird shit again but this ultimately all comes back to the point of
3: and this is an ongoing conversation for a long time of separating the art from the artist and i think chubbs
5: really just wanted to read a tweet dude
3: he well i'll give him that opportunity in a second (laughs) but but really i mean like separating art from artists like when where you draw the line and, and we seemed I mean, I was gonna say, we seem to have figured it out, but obviously like R. Kelly's still doing shows. People come out, like sounds like he like literally kept like young women as sex pets. So like, but like, and this is the thing, like Chance has a song like last year with R. Kelly. So like, where do we draw the line between-
4: And spoiler, yeah, you mentioned Chris Brown later in the Nance interview and- Right, so
3: it's just, but yeah, I mean, there's degrees to it, of course, with everything. It's like, what's, and that's the whole point. There's a scale from, you kept young women as sex pets like you probably are a kidnapper like you should be in prison right. chris brown you did something horrible but well, like these maybe are, you're these are redeemable acts versus free yeah but that speech. might be redeemable like that's sure. okay maybe we you know get past that if you could maybe release some forgiving statements maybe and then there's like so enabling like you didn't do anything wrong in kindness because you didn't hurt anybody but you're maybe promoting or enabling a nationalist like autocratic leader and making a lot of young people think that that might be cool and then you're saying well i'm drawing uh i'm bringing people into the conversation so we can have so we all love each other and it just brings up the same thing i thought about with charlottesville when that happened was what are the limits to who we're supposed to be going back and trying to make friends with at a certain point when people are at a neo-nazi rally like are they people it's on us to go to them and like get to know them
4: yeah yeah the the line between artists and art is... I don't know that we'll ever have an answer for that. Yeah. Clearly, we don't. We <laughs> don't
2: have an answer to it. Um, yeah. Any thoughts, Alex, to close us out? Uh, I'd say this is kind of like a cautionary thing for a lot of people. Is like, don't put too much stock into you know, your favorite celebrity. I mean, because they are inevitably going to have something that you differ with them on. And if, if it ends up being one of those things that can make the difference. Like just if you can't if it's something that doesn't actually I don't know. This is again they're like, human, I they're not I sorry.
3: I have to disagree with this because I think you, you you can get into the person. You should get into them for what they're about. Well, yeah. And then if it's just like it changes on you. Like I don't think I disagree with this thing. It's like you have to be loyal. Like you were with him through that so you should be with him through this. No, you should care about them because of what they're about. Like that makes sense. Even for basketball we talk about athletes. Like you are gonna like people I don't want to cheer for an asshole. Like, I don't really want to like somebody who seems to treat people badly and they don't stand for what I'm about. And I feel the same way about anyone whose music I'm paying for and supporting their career. So, if I think you should be about what they're about, even outside their music, and then when it changes and they become like maybe they are doing something horrible, I feel like you should have no obligation to
2: continue to support them. I'm not saying that that you should have an obligation to support them. I guess I'm just saying don't tie. Your own personal feelings too much into that, like don't, because there's some people that he he was literally their idol, and I understand that's you know something to look it was something to look up to musically, but I, I guess I don't know. Keep a safe distance. At, yeah, because as I as I say this, I, I, I'm I'm understanding the other side, and it's not that I don't; it's just like you have to be careful about how much stock you put in anybody else in the first place. And that's what you do personally with people you interact with all the time. It only makes sense to extend that to people you don't actually interact with at all personally and have reasonable
3: boundaries and expectations yeah. for how much celebrities know about shit. Exactly. So And how much time after, you spend on Twitter after spending the week as like an avatar of the conservative movement Kanye was like tweeted out like, oh, I don't I don't even know enough about conservatism to say I'm a conservative. It's like this whole week, the president was like, this guy's the shit. Yeah. And then he's like, I actually don't even really know much about politics
4: <laughs> kind of sums up Kanye <laughs> yeah, West yeah
3: sums up the whole thing so hopefully next week we won't be talking about Twitter as much um yeah hopefully it's less eventful than this but I, I'm gonna go check out that TA song that's my fault it sounds good all right that closes it out <laughs> we'll have Nance next hey pull up to the party so I'm
5: clean on. I can't leave the house without my chain on baby this a real nigga I'm, a song. I'm a the
1: surf, really with the hey. pull up to the party so I'm clean on.
3: All right, we have Nance here with us. He's a constant presence in the Raleigh Durham hip hop scene. You may have seen his videos and freestyles. He's always dropping uh, that have helped build his fan base up. No excuses. The new album just dropped. A great fanfare online, and he joins us now on the Subway Fresh Take Hotline. Let's get it. How's it it going?
5: What's up, man? This is my favorite podcast, by the way. Thank you. Like, I really no appreciate dead serious. That. Like yeah. you're in my top five.
3: Oh wow! What else yeah. is in your top five?
5: Um, Brilliant Idiots. Have you heard that? Mm-hmm. Charlemagne, mm-hmm. Um, Juan up, but they're not doing anything. Yeah, yeah, they're kind of on um a hiatus, yeah. I guess. Yeah, or just permanently over. Joe Budden podcast.
3: Yeah. I mean,
5: I feel like we all listen to that, and then Joe Rogan. I like that.
3: Okay, those are good. Those are good yeah. picks. Well, we're honored to be in contention with those as well. Um, well, for anybody who's listening who doesn't know you. Really quickly, because we might have some listeners who don't know you. Um, What's kind of your, what got you into rapping? And then also what's the journey that's gotten you to this point over the last few years?
5: Um, In the 90s, I mean, my brother was always showing me rap. Uh, My first album, Don't Laugh. This is your older brother, right? Older brother, yeah. He's two years older than me. Um, My first album was Will Smith, Big Willie Style. I'm not going to lie. I got it for Easter. So that was like, my parents didn't listen to rap.
3: How old are you? That was your first one too. How old are you?
5: Uh, 27.
3: Okay, I'm 27. You're, that was you're, your first You're one? earlier than me because I didn't buy, I don't have Big Willie style. I just had Will Anyam. So I was a little Ooh. later to. Yeah. That was that,
5: I, hold on, was that the one with. um?
3: It looked like something out of The Matrix. It was all green. And standing and in an elevator shaft.
5: Ooh, na, 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 eh, eh. I don't
3: remember the songs oh, okay. at all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I listen on a daily basis.
5: Um, so yeah, I got that for Easter because I was like, my parents didn't listen to rap. So that was like a friendly, like. Hey, Will Smith, he's in Men in Black, here's, here's right, his right, album. Right, exactly. Um, so then my dad had a Now CD and had a Biggie song on there. And every <laughs> time we got in the car, I was like, dude, play that one, more money, more problems. Um, and then from there, man, my brother just put me onto like Dipset in middle school. That's when Kanye was coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, I started writing then. So I'm, I'm listening to like 50 Cent, The Game, they're having their beef and stuff. So I just started writing. Um, high school, freestyling. Actually, uh, when I started going to parties and stuff, that's when I got comfortable with like, you know, get a few drinks in you and like freestyling to people. Yeah. So that's like, and I started putting out mixtapes and stuff like that. So
3: when was the first one? When was the first mixtape? Uh,
5: 2007. I was I put it on MySpace, and the only other people I knew rapping locally, I found King Mez. Right. Through he dropped that song, um, Peter Pan. Do you remember that? It was that is about
3: before I was hip to King Mez. Honestly. So it was
5: about a guy in the skateboard community who, um, he died skateboarding, like he got hit by a car. So King Mez, um, I think it was a car or a truck, or I don't know, but like he. Yeah. King Mez made a song about him. It was called Peter Pan, because that was his nickname, Peter Pan. So that's how I found King Mez.
3: And he would have probably been in high school at this time too.
5: I believe so, yeah, yeah. and then his like, you know, you have like your top eight, I think Coolie Eye was in it, so that's how I found Cooley Eye. <laughs> so yeah, it was like. MySpace top eight, yeah.
3: That is amazing. So, so <clears throat> skipping ahead to like the last couple of years, how has, yeah. how has that changed for you? As far as you started actually putting out albums, you had the EP, yeah. in 2016. Mm-hmm. Was there a project before that, or that was the first one?
5: Um, dude, I've had a bunch of mixtapes. I've dropped. Yeah, for bef- some
3: reason that one's on my mind because I know it might be the earliest thing that's on Spotify, maybe?
5: Yeah, so a lot of my stuff had samples before, where I was just like, it's a mixtape, so I'm rapping to somebody else's beat, Mm. so I didn't, like, you can't upload on Spotify. So I have a few songs that are older on Spotify that are like original beats. So, um, yeah, just, I've had, oh my gosh, is that Chubbs outside the window? I'm so sorry. Chubbs is coming, that's (laughs) fine. That's my fault, that's my fault. (laughs) Yo, shout out to Chubbs, dude, that's crazy.
3: All right, he's, we're he gonna we're gonna let him in. Someone else is gonna let him in. <laughs> well, <all right. laughs> this is I funny. wanna try to divert this. I wanna try to keep this from happening. Does if this I happen can. often? No, this never what? happens before. What's up, Jabs? All right, it's too late. This yeah, is happening. Yeah, they're good. Um, so, well, yeah, go ahead.
5: So yeah, Um. so thanks for having me was the one, I think when we kinda started like connecting yes, on Twitter. Yes. Um, so yeah, that was the EP. And that was the first time I got beats from somebody. It was my friend in New York that I met on Twitter. He started sending me beats. Um, His name was Nova, Nova the producer. Um, So he was sending me beats and it kind of matched like the style of what I wanted to do. Um, And then from there he got kind of busy. So my next project, he wasn't really making beats at the time. Um, So that was like me trying to find beats online and just struggling. Yeah. Also, I would
3: say that around that time is when you noticed, I noticed that you were working with, I think part of it was the growth was seeing you work with like Dreek London and Tab One on the project. Yeah.
5: But like Dreek, I was in a rap group with him.
3: That sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah,
5: I was in a uh, rap group with him um, in 2009 and 10. So... That's how he introduced <laughs> me. Okay, can I tell you a short story about Dreek real quick? Please, please right. This is what this is for. So I quit rapping in 2009. I was like, I'm done. And then um, Dreek had emailed me because he heard a MySpace song of mine. He wanted me on his mixtape, um, and I saw the email and I didn't reply. I was like, I'm not. I'm not rapping.
3: So then you like Fonte? You're like, no, 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 no. Yeah, I was done rapping. I'm was done crazy. with verses.
5: So then I go to um, look at some shoes at Vertical Urge. I wanted to buy some Nikes and then Drake's in there. And I didn't know, you know, I didn't know him. He's like, yo, Nance, I sent you an email. Like, I wanna, like, let's make that song. And I was like, all right, send the email again and I'll check it. <laughs> I didn't check it. Oh then, my God. then like two weeks later, I went to, um, I went to the mall, Triangle Town Center.
3: If he was there.
0: And well, I'm looking at
5: shoes again. And Drake walks up to me, he's like, yo, did you listen to that beat? I was like, no, I honestly I haven't. He's like, he's like, dude, I got it in my car. Come on, let's go listen to it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we go to the car. He shows me the beat, and I'm like, all right, I'll do it. And um, then I recorded it. He brought me to the studio that I ended up recording in from like 2009, 2012. And I haven't heard that song actually until today since then because my album came out and the producer of it, or my engineer at the time, sent me the song and was like remember this like just today yes oh wow he actually put it on my facebook wall so everybody yeah, we're gonna, gonna have to check that out it's later. my verse is third and it's trash it's about being like out of this world <laughs>
3: what so. do you think what do you think he why mm-hmm. was like if you're saying like that verse wasn't your stand up to what you do now yeah what was it about it you back then that he was like really wanted you on a song
5: he told me i had um do you ever remember that song by Estelle and Kanye.
3: Yes. American Boy. Uh,
5: Mer- yeah. So I did like a verse to that in one of my early rap groups. And um, he heard that. And that's what he was like. Yo, I, I, want, I want you on the song. Cool. Because that was like the only beat I actually killed back in the day. Mm-hmm. Everything else was whack. Straight up. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, you know, it's come a long way from then. <laughs> yeah. And on sure. the album that just came out, which we will talk about. But on the album that just came out, you mentioned, I think there's a line about dropping out yeah did um, you drop out of college
5: yeah so i went to wake tech just like everybody in raleigh pretty much i went to wake tech for three years and i'm like rapping at the same time i'm trying to figure out what i want to do um and then william peace started accepting males Mm -hmm. so i like applied i got the scholarship but then i was dumb enough to take online classes so i wasn't like in school with like all the girls and stuff so (laughs) because it was like an all female school and like i was yeah but (laughs) i went to like the orientation i was like one of the three dudes in there and i took online classes um that was
3: before meredith did it
5: yeah oh they did it i didn't know that
3: oh maybe i'm wrong oh maybe i'm thinking of yeah
5: so um i did that um and then i got signed to like a little indie kind of label it wasn't really like a record label but they were getting opportunities to open up for like guys like Chris Webby or they got me they helped me get my action Bronson show when I opened for him. Um so from there I was like I wasn't really feeling the school thing. I was taking like one online class a semester and I just didn't sign up. So yeah. This is
3: how long ago? 2012. Oh, okay. So this is yeah, I got you. So this is like 3 years out of high school. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 2-3 years out of high school. Yeah. Okay. Cool, cool. Well, yeah, I, I, we do talk about presentation a lot on this show. You're okay. here with Linus, Linus and his camera, actually. And he shoots a lot of your stuff. And I mean, we talk about presentation and rappers like yeah. putting forth good materials that really are that um, show off what they can do and make people take them seriously. Yeah. And you're really good with that. Like Appreciate everything it, from merch to flyers to videos and freestyles that get put up. When did you or what made you realize that you needed to put as much effort into that as um, the music?
5: So I always looked up to guys like Pharrell who had, like, a clothing line as well. So when I started doing shirts, I wanted my shirts to be, like, of quality. Mm -hmm. Um, Something that you would actually wear. Because at that time, it's, like, 2009 or 10, people are wearing, like, they'll get a band shirt, but they wear it to sleep. You know, they weren't, like, out wearing, like, rap shirts really. Um, So I wanted my stuff to be like that. And I linked up with Ruben because I had an opportunity to open for, it was Sai, the Prince, and Chevy Woods, but then Sai dropped out. Hmm. Um, so Ruben, I guess he was working with Sai at the time, or I guess he was about Maybe was to. Maybe that was just about to start happening, yeah. Yeah, so he um, he messaged me on Facebook. He was like, yo, I'm going to be at the show. Sai doesn't go, so then Ruben doesn't go. Um, but then from there, I was like, yo, I want you to work on my stuff. And he kind of like, as far as branding, like clothing-wise, Ruben just – has taken my vision which has really been like hey do your thing um and he he's like gotten to understand me more over the years so he makes like exactly what i'm feeling so
3: that's the on the illustration and graphic side and yeah. also in the video side too like you i mean nice for what is a good example the song came out mm-hmm. and less than 24 hours later you had a freestyle up that was like yeah. shot really well linus did a good job and it just looks professional
5: yeah we we actually um so i was i started doing freestyles last year just because i want to like somewhat like spoon feed people like my what I do. For example, like I wasn't doing freestyles and people you got to click the link in the bio. You mm-hmm. know, that's a click. So if I do the freestyle, it's already on your news feed. You're right there. You're seeing right, what exactly. I do and then you go, the "Okay, auto-play. let me yeah, let me check what he actually does." Um so I linked up with Linus um last it was like the end of last summer when I did a show. And then we, I was still doing freestyles and stuff. Um, not as much, but we started to do like, okay, let's really do them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, even with God's plan, when that came out, we were just at Linus's house and we found the beat online. And I was just like freestyling in the house and we are like, yo, what if we do like, we turn this around right now? Um, and then that's like, I did God's plan. So then nice for what comes out. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna do that too. So yeah, have there been
3: yeah. other ones that I'm forgetting?
5: that were like in 24 yeah, hours like, right, like that. Yeah. I almost did. Um, well it's kind of pointless to tell you, but you know, the, <laughs> the, the new Kanye one, the Scoopy D scoop. Yeah. I was about to like do that. Um, this weekend, I'm but I'm sure people would have appreciated that. Yeah. I wanted to like actually put some bars on it, but, um, that, yeah, the Drake ones are the only ones, um, that were like within 24 hours. Gotcha. And yeah. you
3: do a lot of shows too. So that's yeah. another thing that stands out. Like you've been really active doing shows and, um, yeah, I wanted to ask what your favorites have been, like a memorable performances. as um, far as, I, mean, I remember I want to say I'm forgetting the venue now in Raleigh that was like their like first Room. big Yes, yeah, so that was yeah. your first headline show, right? Yeah. I remember that was that uh
5: one. yeah, that was one of my favorites because it was like we just put on this show and it actually like packed out mm-hmm. and um like people were like saying the words and stuff, wearing my shirts. So that was really cool. One of my favorites is just um opening for Action Bronson because where was that? Um, it was, uh, it was in Wilmington in 2013. It was the same day, oh, wow. um, Yeezus came out, um, J Cole's album, and then Mac Miller's album. <laughs> I remember that Friday, yeah. like very And my morning. dog died that morning that I had for like 12 oh my years. God. So it was like, it was kind of crazy. I'm like freaking out in the morning, my dog dies. I'm like, all right, now I got to go rap. So then we go out there. I'm nervous the whole day. Cause it was like my first time in front of like a, a big crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. I do the show. It was like a really good turnout. Um, I felt like I did good. People were like coming up to me. They were buying my merch and stuff. And then um, Action Bronson didn't show up. And uh, <laughs> so some dude just hops on stage and he's like, yo, Action Bronson's not coming out. They said he doesn't. Uh, they don't have his straight cash and baby wipes. So I guess that was on his rider like <laughs> like straight cash, baby wipes. That's all I need. And this is. um." <laughs> this is when um he was on double xl that year so it was like
3: freshman list yeah
5: um so he doesn't come out and then i talk they start refunding everybody at the door and then i go talk to one of the promoters and i'm like i gotta refund my people and um he gave me back all the money i raised for the show But it was like a grand um and then all the people like got their refund at the door and they came to me and i was like yo i got your refund they're like nah dude like We just got money at the door, and we only came to see you. You know, it's like a lot of people from high school that went to college. Gotcha. So I took that money, all the merch money, and show money from that, and opened a business account for my music. And that was kind of like the beginning of, like, me being able to buy, like, official studio time. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's, like, one of my – the Action Bronson show, even though he didn't show up. Like, that was – a
3: fire show. Yeah, like, it was the beginning of your business, basically. Yeah, for sure. Taking it seriously yeah. business. And now you did an album that came out as a Kickstarter, is how you raised the money for yeah. it. Yeah. And I wanted to ask if you would recommend that to other artists as far as how that went as a funding strategy. Um,
5: I got inspired by Lord Fest. I'm getting used to saying his name. Professor Toon. <laughs> Formerly known as Professor <laughs> yeah. Toon. I saw his Kickstarter, and I was like, oh, this is crazy. And I talked to him a lot. Um, he even called me through the process. Like, my video, I said... Um, I used, um, I didn't say contribute. I said donate and he calls me right away. my video was already out and he's like, dude, you gotta say contribute. Mm. Don't say donate. Cause people are like, You're they're not getting charity. Yeah. People are getting something in return. So, um, as far as other people doing it, I think the main thing is like, like have, have your ducks in a row, like make sure you have people that really back you and support you. yeah. Um, Like, if you can do a show and bring people out, or if you already sell merch. Like, this was me building up over the years.
3: Exactly. It wasn't from point, like, from ground zero. So,
5: if you look at all the people that, like, contributed, I mean, it's people that I've known from high school all the way to, like, a local business in um, Wake Forest over the falls. It's it's a restaurant. Mm -hmm. They contributed. And it's just, like, people that have, like, bought my merch before. They've been paying attention. So, if, if you can, like... Sell merch, sell music, then do it.
3: Gotcha. So, but if you don't have that experience of yeah. having been able to get people to pay you for previous things, it's going to be a rough, it'll be tough sledding. To yeah. Charge. And I mean, I think sometimes people think it's a little bit easier than it is potentially. Oh, it's it may be, so hard. It makes hard. it look like, you know, set it up and people will just give you yeah. money and you have to really like reset your expectations for your friends. Might people like retweet you. They might yeah. like tweets, but it's but, different. But that also, give you 20 bucks.
5: that also does a lot, like just retweets and likes.
3: Yeah. People. still helpful.
5: Yeah. But, um, yeah, people, like, when I saw Tune do it, I was like, oh, this is easy. And then I did mine, and, like, within the first week, I got to, like, it was, like, three grand. I'm like, oh, right, we're going to yeah, get yeah. there. The, um, middle the middle is rough. <laughs> Dude, I was, at three, I was at three grand, like, until the last week, and I'm freaking out. And then everybody comes through.
3: Yeah, so. it's the beginning and the end. Yeah. And you got to have, like, content ready for the middle to try to get you through that drought. I was just dropping, like.
5: Facebook statuses and tweets and just like pictures saying, Hey guys, we're here. Like, you know, so
3: Well, so this project you just put out, Mm -hmm. like I said, the last one was 2016, I believe, right? The EP? Yes Um, what is different about your approach or your mentality and what you're doing between this album and the EP?
5: Yeah So I met, um, at the studio I go to B&B Audio in Chapel Hill I met, um, my friend Brett He's the engineer there. I've known him for years and then, um He introduced me to Alex Thompson, aka Fourth Shift. Um, Another
3: Alex Thompson, multiple Alex Thompson. Yeah,
5: crazy, right? Um, I told him about uh, Charlie Smarts. I was like, "Y'all gotta do a song." (laughs) Um, So I met him, and he's just like a regular. He's like my age, but he he looks like an older white dude, like (laughs) and straight up.
3: So you like that description? (laughs)
5: <laughs> oh yeah, he says it all the time. He's like, I, he told me one time in the studio, he's like, I look like a 35 year old white dude, but I want to produce like Metro Boomin. And I was <laughs> like, that's funny. Like, um, so I met him and then we just started like linking up in the studio and he was able to make beats for me from scratch, no samples. So he was always sampling before. And now he's like, he wasn't like, cause I was like, dude, I can't do samples. I want to put out an album. Like I, I don't want to have to go through all that yeah, samples. There's though.
3: not enough money in my Kickstarter budget. It, I didn't for have all a these Kickstarter samples. at the time. Oh but yeah, oh, it was, you mean previously? Gotcha, yeah. Gotcha.
5: So, um, so we did it like all original stuff, and I'm like, you know, sleeping in the studio, late sessions, and, um, it was one of those things where I was able to really express myself. Um, I think one thing my music lacked before was like who I am. You know, I've met a lot of people over the past couple years. Like Linus, Ruben, and Alex are people that are like able to really, they know the real me and then they put it on a track or Linus will put it in a freestyle or because he films my freestyles or pictures. Mm-hmm. He makes sure people understand who I am as a person and then getting that out there is the Would key. Would he
3: ever film something and tell you like that didn't really, you're doing something weird? Like let's do that again.
5: Oh yeah, I'm always like looking behind the camera like was that I always, <laughs> I always say this one line at the end of every video. Yo, was that cool? And like <laughs> I've always, been sometimes he'll it. be like no.
3: he's Yeah, like
5: uh smile a little more you gotta do this it's not good (laughs) and that's the thing like and i'm comfortable with people saying like critiquing it like Mm. and that uh, a lot of musicians understand this it's like you got to record in the studio and then somebody's got to tell you like like in the studio like nah that take was bad right Right. you can't take it yes man yeah and you can't take it personal you gotta be like all right i'll do it again what did i do wrong now i show people songs i'm like what's the specific line that you don't like? Like, tell me. And then it might be like my favorite line and that hurts, but I'm like, all right, I'll figure it out.
3: Who's that immediate group? You said like like Linus, for example, Alex. Linus. What's well, so that like immediate feedback group for you?
5: Um, my uh, Posada, he DJs for me. He's like, I've known him for years, best friend. Um, I show my brother stuff too, just because my brother's into like such raw hip hop and he's always showed me stuff that if he says it's good, then I feel like okay, I made something good, you know. So,
3: he's a tough audience for you? Yeah. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, I have to say with uh I, I mean, you, we talked about it a little bit earlier with two me talking to you, we got two white boys here talking about hip hop. Yeah. We have to talk about, you know, some guys in the game right now. We have to talk about Lil Dicky and a few yeah. other people. But but for starters, I just want to ask you about um the the statement you put out with the help of Pat Jr. Yeah. Uh, last year, you kind of worked with him on something that I, I don't recall what the event was or what. Okay. There's something I think had happened in the news probably. It was probably like an officer involved a- shooting or something like that. Yes. You wanted to say something about your role in this space as an ally, as a mm-hmm. white person in hip-hop. Um, what was that statement about?
5: Yeah, like wh- I got to this point in my life where I didn't want to offend anybody. Like with anything I said, like I wouldn't post about politics. I think this is like Dumb, but politics on Facebook, I just wouldn't post. I didn't want to offend anybody. I don't want to argue in the comments. Um, so for years, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement started getting really big, and I wasn't commenting, even though like I 100% agreed. I wasn't saying anything, mm-hmm. or even like same-sex marriage, like go ahead and do it, but I wasn't saying anything. Um, I felt like it wasn't my place, but also being a white dude in rap where I feel like, I feel like a guest, you know? I didn't know what to say. You um, did or do, or I do feel like a guest. I didn't know what to say as far as like, how do I speak out and not offend like, cause at the end of the day, I have like a white following as well. And it's like, I don't wanna offend anybody who might not see eye to eye with me. Mm. And through, I tweeted um, after one of the shootings, um, and this is bad. I can't even remember the exact one because there's been a lot. Um, I tweeted, and then Pat Junior tweeted me, and he was like, "Yo, like, um, so what's your take on all this?" And I told him like, "Obviously, like, I don't think it's cool." Because you had um, just
3: said us uh, basic like condolences kind of thing. Yeah, right? yeah. He was like, "What do you?" Yeah, I forget what he said so exactly. So he was like, "He was like, what do you really think?"
5: <laughs> yeah, and and that was like eye opening to me because it's like okay, let's talk about it. So we met up the same day. I was like, let's meet. So we went to Panera Bread, ended up. <laughs> we went to
3: the <laughs> Panera we went Bread. To The first place we could we think didn't of. Eat, we didn't
5: even eat. Like, we were just <laughs> chilling. And we talked for, like, three hours. Um, and then we got in my car, I think. Yeah, and we listened to some music and stuff. And it turns out that we had a lot more in common. But one thing Pat Jr. taught me is, like, first off, it's, like, you got to say something Mm -hmm. you know if this is really going on and i told pat i was like dude i'm afraid to say anything about anything like i don't want to hurt anybody i just want to do music but that's wrong because it's like i am like inspired by hip-hop you know like black culture in general um so it's like i have to say something uh and so we did the um we did the article we want to do an event but we're just I've had my album, so mm-hmm. I would definitely want to talk to him about it now. Um, but, yeah, it was, like, eye-opening. And one thing he told me is, like, and I told him, I was, like, I'm never going to understand what it's like to be black in America, like, straight up. And he's, like, the only thing you can do is learn as you go. Like, like I'll tell you things, and you just take it from here, learn, and try to help out. And that's, like, the article is saying, like, hey, if you're white – and you don't fully understand like you can learn talk about it yeah like have a conversation with somebody what's the real struggles of being black in america mm. figure that out
3: yeah so. i mean that's that's been my transitioning to kind of to bigger national acts i mean that's been I'm not trying to start a fight with linus here but yeah. that's been my issue with little dicky is i i feel like it's you know funny and some people like the act but i yeah. feel like he's an example of someone who hasn't really made an effort to acknowledge those things okay like he's an example of someone who doesn't like you said as a guest i i, I feel like a guest i feel like if you're going to be involved in this i think you can be like i like myself i'm not talking about you i'm talking about myself yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like if you want to do this hip-hop show cool it's obviously self-serving to feel that way but i want to believe i can do it but at the same time you have to constantly be like reaching out to people, like you said with Pat, like just yeah. talking, engaging, learning, and always recognizing that any spotlight you get, you need to like yeah. divert and shine to other people as well. And I just never see those kind of conversations like coming from him. And I also feel like, and this is what you do, I think, well, it's like you're taking it seriously. Like I think mm-hmm. the whole comedy thing is is rough on me because he's not saying I'm a comedy act like, like Lonely Island. Like yeah. where they're like, this isn't really this isn't really what hip hop is like in general that we're doing a comedy act, but he's like, yeah. I'm going to do freaky Friday, but like, I should be on like the Grammys. I don't know. Like, he's like yeah, like yeah, freshman, yeah. like he sees himself in all these. That's what you're saying. Like, you know, it's, I don't like, think it's fully respecting the culture of it. I guess to it's me.
5: like, he wants to be included in the hip hop conversation, but then make music that doesn't it like could be more if you want to say like lonely Island, I think. Yeah.
3: I mean, that's how I see it. I'm, that's my. They're opinion. way
5: more parody than Lil Dicky. I, I don't know that much about Lil Dicky. I don't listen that much. Um, Linus shows me songs all the time. Um, I respect him on a music level. Like he has cool bars and everything. But honestly, like I never even thought about him not saying anything about that. Yeah. And that's just because I've been paying attention to like him music wise. Right. You know. Right. So. And, and that's, that's true. That's one hundred percent true.
3: Being when I say something like that, it's like. Intentionally making it about race out of nowhere because some people are like, Oh, I didn't even like, yeah. see him that way, so I don't really care. But I just, like you said, like, I just feel like it's your role constantly, yeah, being a white person in hip hop.
5: And that's one thing, it's like, you can also look so say he does like that song with Chris Brown. It's like, why didn't Chris Brown have the conversation?
3: Or it's also your responsibility to not work with Chris Brown, in my opinion, but whatever, yeah, that's just, well, uh, that's everybody's yeah. responsibility, and that's uh,
5: yeah, that's true. But like, but somebody should have that conversation with him. I think, uh, I watched, uh, him on the breakfast club with Charlemagne and Charlemagne <laughs> asked him. So as a white guy in hip hop, what are you doing for Black Lives Matter? And he's like, I'm not doing anything. How just like, I'm not doing anything for like, days how old and was money. That? You um, that interview?
3: I don't know that one. Like, a, no, this was, this was like, well, he just, oh God, he I think it was like two, so many two. lines for me. He was on sway and he just comes in right and just sits on his co-host black lady's lap, uh, just sits on her yeah. lap. I'm like, dude, you have so much gall to come up and you're doing something. I, yeah, yeah. I didn't see that. Anyways. That's my take on him. Yeah, we were I res- talking about all kinds of people earlier. I love Asher. I love tons. No, nah, I respect
5: him like on a music level, but yeah, that's uh, and that's something. I'm glad you're doing that. Maybe though. he was in the same situation or is that I was in? Like, you want to say something, but right, you right. don't. Yeah, you're just afraid of any kind of feedback or saying it in the wrong way. He
3: needs a Pat Junior in his life.
5: He needs a dude. Little Dicky needs a Pat <laughs> Junior in his life.
3: Maybe he just needs, needs the Pat Junior <laughs> from Raleigh. Can that like, can that be the quote from this podcast? <laughs> Yeah. Well, so are you full time in this? Also it's the thing I want no, to ask you. What do no. you do for so I work
5: at a 3D printing company. Okay. Shout outs to Proto Labs because somebody at work is gonna listen to this. So this is cool. Um, yeah, give a shout out for sure. Yeah, so I'm there Monday through Friday at seven AM. So I get up at five thirty. So yeah.
3: That's the grind. That's the same thing Jason Clary used to do. Okay. Famous, you know, oh, yeah, artist for Coolie. High. Yeah. yeah, he would be I did a documentary with him back in the day and he was waking up at five o'clock to go to a Oh my God. Larry's beans in Raleigh Nice. and work at Larry's beans all day. Yeah.
5: Yeah. I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm a morning person. So I get up like I like drinking coffee and then going to work and I'll be like super caffeinated and write raps. Like luckily I have a job where I can throw my headphones in and listen to super empty and like,
3: I know that's awesome. You're (laughs) such a loyal listener.
5: And listen to like, um, yeah, that's why I'm tweeting y'all stuff at like seven in the morning. So we're thinking about,
3: we're thinking about, this is yeah we have to run this by you we're thinking about dropping this one in the evening and our thinking for this our thinking is potentially the rest of time is that we could promote it all day and get people actually excited for a time because right Mm -hmm. now it's all based on when people wake up so there's no actual moment when i can like check and see that a lot of people are talking about it because it's all based on some people download at seven eight nine ten
5: am i the first one like every time
3: i mean you know as far as tweeting at us yeah probably (laughs) i'm
5: i'm like loading my podcast feed and you guys aren't on there until like, I guess 7am. Is that when it
3: pops up? No, I usually upload it at by midnight or one, but no, there's times where it doesn't happen. There's times where it doesn't happen. Yeah. So I'm
5: like, Oh, they're not doing it this week. I'm just, (laughs) (laughs) and then like it'll pop up. I'm like, damn, I'm up before them. So
3: we can't do evening. That's not cool with you. Um, I just thought we could promote it all day so that everyone's kind of looking forward to this. Like why don't you you do a poll and ask people i don't know this is the poll all right we're we're
5: we're dropping this one wednesday morning (laughs) but if you're listening to this on wednesday when do you want to hear super empty do you want it in the afternoon or do you want it in the morning tweet us yeah
3: tweet us at super empty nc also there you go
5: at is it nance raps or nance nance raps on twitter but nance on instagram
3: and so right now you're doing this fully the music yeah. After work and weekends and you're just trying to squeeze it. My in boss
5: doesn't know, but I'm doing that work too.
3: Is he going to listen to the podcast?
5: Um, I'm not sure, but he, he supports me. Like, when I'm like, dude, I need, I can't come into yeah. work tomorrow. <laughs> I got a show. He's like, all right, do it. Like I oh, dropped my awesome. album Friday and I was like, dude, I'm dropping an album and he's like, do your thing, man. <laughs>
3: But he, all, he has a, it's just like, do you he, just fill out a thing at work? Like I have an album dropping this week.
5: <laughs> no, yeah, they'll put like Nance show or like, I put, I put my posters up around work so they already know what it is. And then, but like I, um, my, yeah, my manager has his own side hustle. He does like woodworking stuff. So like he's on Instagram trying to get it popping too. So like he understands the hustle.
3: Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, yeah. it's the same thing. I mean, at my business, we had everyone that was working with us was like DJing. Yeah. Or, yeah working yeah in the nightlife scene so lastly i just would want to hear i guess what you want to communicate when you're when you're making your music to people when overall or not even communicate what do you want people to feel from this music that you're putting um to feel
5: i feel like with my music i try to give off like a positive vibe um but i just i'm so into like getting up and like pursuing something in life and i would like people to get that for my music you know and i think with rappers that's kind of like the hustle comes along with the music and that's why it's so much fun right you see that's like,
3: kind of meta you talk about the hustle in the music which yeah so is like from other genres yeah
5: so you got like g Amazawa, where it's like he's like popping off and like it's like his grind and everything he's doing is just as exi- like exciting as the music mm-hmm. so we're like and that's what I'm doing as well and I want to do, you know, I want people to be inspired by what I do and apply that to what they're doing in life, like school or, you know, trying to like get a promotion at work. Like, let me take this grind and inspiration and put it to what I do. Cool, so, yeah. man.
3: Well, I, we were glad to have you. Yeah, for, you for sure. Coming. Good fun. luck with the rest of the rollout of the album. Yeah. Congratulations. I'm,
5: hit, I'm hitting all the local circuits. Who wants me Are now? there it's, any other uh,
3: podcasts that you're going to do? I don't,
5: uh, know. I don't know. You've I done
3: the two most popular ones. I'll say it. I don't know, 3 I'll say it. we're the
5: best podcast on the planet. <laughs> All right, man, good to have you. All right, thanks, man. I run my
1: city without running shoes. You ain't gotta wonder who. All these rappers sound the same. Damn, there is a ton of you. I dismerked the competition, did it right in front of you. Before I even learned to count, I kept it 102. I be on my kindred shit, really about to humble you. Never, ever drop the ball. No, I never fumble, dude. Why your girl eyeing me? Wish she wasn't stuck with you. I look in the mirror like can't nobody fuck with you, dances on the up and up, ain't no way I'm fucking up The only way y'all make a hit is if it was a sucker punch All these rappers sensitive, tell them boys to toughen up They can kiss my ass too, tell them all to pucker up Shoutouts to Posada, they sleeping on us, no pajamas But I ain't gonna sweat it even if this was a sauna Invested in myself, y'all just fucking up some commas Get your act together boy, you
4: don't want the drama dropped out of school and then i dropped into the industry but i'm bound
1: to make it so please don't show no sympathy my enemies always talking they gotta be kidding me that's just music's in my ears
3: something last but not least we have chubbs in the building yo and uh you were here before episode six or something like that yeah, something like that and uh we have to talk about this dreamville fest announcement that awesome. just came out from j cole this week thanks jermaine thank you jermaine thank you for like shining that light on thank north carolina thank you jermaine. What, what are your thoughts on this just did you even know this was coming had you heard um, murmurs of this
6: all right, because so, you know I'm the underground social media specialist, right? But say no, it again. Said, <laughs> I'm the underground social media specialist, right? No, but um Ace had a dinner. This is about a year ago. Ace, Ace Henderson a, Yeah, Ace Henderson Ace Henderson, he he was talking to me, he had a dinner with the owner of Raleigh Denham and a rep of Dreamville. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't like not not the main dude, but like somebody that's around there, right. but they were talking about it and he was saying, Yeah, Jermaine's gonna bring a festival here to North Carolina, like film or like it's not just going to be music it's going to be like all types of stuff when ace told me that he was like keep it low kept it low i was like oh all right and then when it popped up last week i was like i forgot about it a little bit and I yeah came back i'm like oh so it's really happening i had
3: kind of forgotten i remember uh i think it was hopscotch two years ago or like a year and a half ago mm-hmm. so hopscotch 2016. 16. he was around like people saw him around and people had seen him with the mayor and there was like kind of whispers like oh their dreamville's gonna do something in raleigh because at the Ooh. time, I was like, oh, are, if they were going to throw something in North Carolina, you wouldn't know if they were going to do it in like Fayetteville or do it in like one of the bigger cities. He's been scouting this area, though, because he lives Yeah, here. he lives
6: here. So it was like, it's, that's really like, to drop the album and then to bring a festival to the state, that's, thank you,
2: Jermaine. Yeah, I had I'm done, Speechless.
3: so uh, there was this K97.5 post. I don't know if you've seen this. That's my favorite post of the week. You, <laughs> you love the comments? It's Joe's favorite in the comments? post.
2: Like, uh, I haven't gone talk through
3: class? all 15,000 of them.
6: It's fifteen thousand comments. On yeah. There?
3: So just so for context, um, you know, K ninety seven point five, the Triangle's the only station for hip hop and R and B. They <laughs> Shut uh, out, they ha- usually have on their Instagram like fifty likes, Facts. forty likes, couple comments. <laughs> Not trying to hate, but that's what the numbers yeah. are. And this post that was like tag five people who should play Dreamville, Dreamville Fest, got crazy. I want to say it has two thousand likes, fifteen thousand comments. It's just like I didn't know this many people cared about hip hop in the state. Period. Man. Who are these rappers? I, uh, it's a lot of the same names. Though. I do see Chloe the God getting a lot of uh, shout outs. Who, 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 names did you see the most up there? Besides, besides Clo, uh, Nance is getting a lot. Nance was Chloe the God was getting a lot. I'm trying to think of who else I saw popping up. When you just you, you talk, I'll pull it up. Ah, uh, I seen well,
6: not not uh, not too many people had Wells up there.
3: Yeah, yeah, the Wells because ever since he left the state, That's,
6: man, people. No, he he really moved to Memphis and changed his name to Block Boy JB. I saw
3: you said that. Can you, That's yeah. what really
6: happened. <laughs> Block Boy J. V. looked just like Wells. But no, um, I name I I tagged five people. Why well, I tag? I tagged ten. I tagged. and did two two sets of five.
3: I see. I see Austin Royale. I see ha- Hasina. Austin. And I've never seen him perform live. I listen to the music. Yeah, but, but so this is an amazing thing where like the thing to me that was interesting was no one like between morning that day and night, no one started liking these artists anymore or less. Like, But suddenly because some other thing happened, this guy's bringing a show to the area, you're online like pubbing the fuck out of your friends and the artists you like, and it's so cool. Like that's what you're saying about Jermaine coming in and shining a spotlight. All these people come out of the woodwork about hip hop. The
6: fact that you say he was with the mayor, like Hopscotch,
3: and when I got the beans spilled, when
6: Ace spilled spilled the beans, they was at the dinner with the dude, Raleigh Denham, I think it is really going to – he's going to show love to North Carolina. Like, mm. I think he is – I think he might be in cahoots with K97.5 because why – No, no, why, no, no. I'm no. saying – no, I think – that no, no, I'm saying, though, like, why
3: would they post that? It's just oh. genius. That was genius. I wish we had done that. It wouldn't have gotten 15,000 comments, but
6: – It may have. Everybody – Nance liked it. Khloe liked it. I like it. Shit, Nance liked it. <laughs> shit, I, 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 like I it. did – who did, Who would I do? I did Ace, Wells, Nance, Chloe, and Milan Tower. And then I did another one because I feel like I forgot some people. And I was like, Kami, <laughs> Kami tag Fonzo. Tag 5, not Tag 10. Uh, Don Julio. Don Chulo. He's he's a homie I grew up with. He started rapping. He's from Garner. And he used to hoop at Garner and everything. Got a brother. Shout out S&B
3: 5. I definitely did see a lot of people tagged and they had locked accounts. And I was like, all right, that's how you know that they're not really rappers.
6: Hasina. I've seen Hasina. I say seen, Hasina seen, uh, has name a lot. Student man and fat. Fat's a guy out in
3: Idaho. Yeah. So, do you think that they'll do time. like a lot of local acts? Like, I mean, I know you're I saying seven. I think be involved, they're going to pick
6: three. I, I, three. I know Rhapsody's going to be there, and I know Kendrick oh. is going to be there. I just know he, they're best friends. He's bringing Kendrick.
3: Like, wow. You know, that's the call. Wow. Like, I'd, I'm. I hope I'm, you're right.
6: I hope I'm right.
3: I, he might as well. That's yeah. that's big. Because didn't he be on tour though? No, I guess it'll be finished.
6: It will be finished by then because he's he's coming yeah. to Raleigh in May. Right. So yeah, that's gonna be done, and that's like that's a week after Hopscotch, isn't it? Yeah,
3: it's it's the weekend that's after Hopscotch. Weekend. Yeah. Yeah. In a, in one two week. festivals in a weekend. Yeah, in one week. So we have a whole insane period. We have Hopscotch, which the schedule's not out yet. We have that's uh, the first weekend of September. Then we have Dreamville Fest on the fifteenth. We have Art of Cool Fest here in Durham. We have Nas and Erykah Badu headlining that. It's true. Uh, Beats and Bars. We don't know what's happening, but we assume that they're gonna do the hip hop festival again.
0: They Our do that in Raleigh, or, in Durham
3: what 919 is going crazy it is that's why i have World chubbs
0: 919 on the show crazy. to kind of
6: i love about. it thank you for the number one podcast on the 919 that's why wow. i'm super empty oh my god yeah
3: what do you think about that line the essential hip-hop podcast of the carolinas can we live up to that or, or sh- should i stop saying that no
6: say that and then live by it <laughs> that, yeah. make that be the stand Like, put it just um, put it on the website and then just live by it
3: T shirts. Yeah. t-shirts gotta have merch gotta be yeah. like nance right
6: we got we got to work together because you said you got to get d money up here that's really low-key D money to come i here. seen him i seen him and he kind of like he ain't shrug it off i was like bro my homie's endurance trying true. to do he a podcast he's like bro i've been mad busy i think he got a placement on a little pump new album so yeah he's been case. talking
3: about that i need to have him come on and see like how do you feel about this j cole song where he's like <laughs> talking <laughs> he's about given, your dude
6: he's giving the kid game but it's kind of whack how didn't he make a song like fuck j cole fuck j cole he,
3: he he apparently didn't come out. It was just on Instagram stories.
6: And then he going to do the post. Oh, you get props for this from the 17 year old. How? Yeah. That He's well, I don't like Lil Pump. I don't. <laughs> I don't like Lil Pump. <laughs> so could you
3: say that to D-Money and he'd be cool?
6: I'm pretty sure he would. I'm, I, don't, I don't. I'm pretty sure. So I don't know. It's an opinion, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, the beat that D-Money made is definitely fire because Lil Pump beats are fire all the way. So D-Money definitely blessed him. I know that. But what Lil Pump did on D-Money beat? I don't know. I have to wait and
3: see. Any other updates in the 919 since you're here that we could get from your services Um, on the show?
6: I'm going to be having a show June 1st. My first ever show I'm throwing. Hell yeah. Um, Where at? Exactly. Uh, The Wicked Witch, downtown Raleigh. Yep. It's a a first Friday, so I was like, I get that date. What's the June 1st. um, It's an all-female show. It's called Chemical X. DJ nice. DJ Zen's gonna be DJ the thing. Oh, wow. Guy, Hasina, and a girl named she's a new rapper. Kind on her come up. She's nice. Uh K Mod K Mohica. All right. Yeah,
3: K Mohika. All right. I know all the others. I don't know her stuff. Yeah, no, nah, yeah. She she's awesome. straight. Are tickets on sale for that? Not no, yet. Probably not, yet. not.
6: Well yeah. I'm I'm gonna be announcing it this week. I gotta get a better flyer. I got a flyer made and that shit is trash. Like, so trash. Head Graphics dubbed me. I was like, yo, Joe, I need a flyer. He said, my plate's full. Wait, hold on. No, a second. He told hold me to on. go to your dude, though. Hold on. He to- no, he, did. no, he on. didn't. No, he didn't. It you wasn't a dub, that. Head like-
3: Graphics did the trash version? No, 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 no. He didn't do. No, 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 no. This no, is, no. is so controversial. Did
6: I say that? I said that? Okay, no, no. No, no. no he didn't do. I went to him initially, like, yo, no. Nah, because I was like, no, nah, I need a dope flyer. I'm going to go to the dopest person I know. Go somewhere else. I was like, "Damn, Joe!" Dude, he's, he's got at Broccoli a, he's Fest got a this weekend. Plate, man. So he's at Broccoli Fest this weekend. Dude, being <laughs> a swag surf coordinator. Literally, check his check his Insta. Yeah. I know
3: that that's in his bio. <laughs> that's what he did. All right, so there's a lot of things that people have to spend money on though, because they have to get Kendrick Lamar tickets for later in May. They gotta watch out for tickets to your shit. They got. Dreamville Fest, Hopscotch, Art of Cool.
6: Did you get the prices of the Dreamville? Because it sold out so fast. I seen so I've seen $4. i have never before. 59 for, yeah, I don't know,
3: 59 oh, yeah. yeah. I only saved $10. Yeah, so it's 50 I'm weak. Sale, so, yeah, yeah. That's not bad. I bought, I bought it sight unseen on Friday. I was like, no lineup, $50. bucks. you got to
6: submit that press pass.
3: I know. We need to get press for yeah. sure. So, I'm that's I'm 50 bucks. It. So It's going to be $60 this week. And, um... Art of Cool tickets are as well. So if you want to see Nas, Erica Badu, uh, who else? Sango, Iman Omari. A lot of cool artists coming to that. So, yeah. Man, we're,
6: we're getting it. The 919, not even 919, North Carolina as a whole is getting it. We're stepping up and the wave is coming. So grab a surfboard because Runaway has one in the corner. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and that's the show this week. We'll be back next week. Next Wednesday, we'll have a new show for you. And maybe we'll be dropping at 8 p.m., depending on how that, that poll comes out. All right. Peace.